when the NWO destroys Hello there, friends and fellow wisdom seekers, fellow truth seekers, anybody else just checking in, haters, shills, controlled opposition, anybody just checking in, realizing that this world isn't quite what we've been indoctrinated to believe that it is. Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast, straight out the catacombs of podcasting. I am Brandon Saint One. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode. Today we are going to dive into Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, which is a document that was discovered in the 1980s that's related to the Bilderbergs and related to the Rothschilds and related to the way that they control everybody on this planet and keep everyone in a perpetual loop of psychological despair. And they do this without most of us knowing about it. So I want to talk about it. I don't know if this document is real. Once again, I have to say that all the time because who knows? I'm just talking about it, but it all lines up. It all makes a lot of sense with what's going on in the world and how pretty much most people feel like they're treading water from year to year, week to week, their whole fucking lives, till they retire and then drop dead the very next day. So that pretty much sums up the Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars document that we are going to dive into. But before we do that, if you're enjoying the Brave New World Order podcast, please take a second to subscribe, like, share, Follow on whatever platforms you consume the Brave New World Order podcast. I greatly appreciate it. It helps the show get into the algorithm and into the mix. I really appreciate everybody who's been doing that and anybody who shares this with their friends, their families, and random people on the streets. Anybody, strangers, your boss, anybody. Let's get this out there. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you just joining me on my journey. Because that's what it's about. Because I'm on the same journey as each and every one of you. Trying to figure out this fucked up reality. Fucked up and beautiful reality, I should say. So, if you really enjoy the podcast, you want to help it grow, share, like, subscribe, follow, all that crazy good stuff. And if you really enjoy it, you can help out the show by supporting it. There are a couple links in the show notes. Help it out. I really, really appreciate it. It's just me running this show here, put it all together, all the production, all the music that I put into the Emerald Tablets episodes, everything. So I greatly appreciate all the help that I get from you, my lovely listeners and followers out there. So enough of the shameless self-promotion bullshit that all these podcasters have to do. It really is my least favorite part of all this. So I appreciate all you that do what you do out there for the Brave New World Order podcast. Much love. And at least... I don't have to bore you with any ads. I'm not going to do that. Not now, not in the future, because that shit is annoying. I know how it is. You pop on a podcast, get in your car, get ready for a drive, put that on, you're enjoying it. All of a sudden, ad after ad, you fucking swerve off the road trying to fast forward through all of them, fucking drive off a cliff, 
before you know it. I don't want to be part of that. I can't have that on my conscience. So no ads. I appreciate the support. Let's jump in. Let's swan dive head first into the abyss and explore silent weapons for quiet wars. This document represents the doctrine adopted by the policy committee of the Bilderberg Group during its first known meeting in 1954. The following document, dated May 1979, was found on July 7, 1986, in an IBM copier that had been purchased at a surplus sale. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars The following document is taken from two sources. The first was acquired on a website, of which I can't remember the address, listing as its source the book titled Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper, Light Technology Publishing 1991. The second source is a crudely copied booklet which does not contain a copyright notice or a publisher's name. With the exception of the foreword, the preface, the main thing that was missing from the first source was the illustrations. As we began comparing the two, we realized that the illustrations and the accompanying text, also missing from the first, made up a significant part of the document. This has now been restored by the lawful path, and so far as I know, is the only internet copy available complete with the illustrations. We have no first-hand knowledge that this document is genuine. However, many of the concepts contained herein are certainly reasonable, important, and bear strong consideration. If anyone has additional knowledge about the source of this document, has better copies of the illustrations than the ones posted here, has any missing pieces to this document, or has any comments which can improve upon the quality of this document, we will appreciate your comments. The Lawful Path www.lawfulpath.com Forward This manuscript was delivered to our offices by an unknown person. We did not seal the document, nor are we involved with any theft from the United States government and we did not get the document by way of any dishonest methods. We feel that we are not endangering the national security by reproducing this document. Quite the contrary. It has been authenticated, and we feel that we are not only within our rights to publish it, but morally bound to do so. Regarding the training manual, you may have detected that we had to block out the marginal notes made by the selectee at the CIA training center but I can assure you that the manual is authentic and was printed for the purpose of introducing the selectee to the conspiracy. It has been authenticated by four different technical writers for military intelligence. One just recently retired who wants very much to have this manual distributed throughout the world and one who is still employed as an electronics engineer by the federal government and has access to the entire series of training manuals. One was stationed in Hawaii, and held the highest security clearance in the naval intelligence, and another, who is now teaching at a university, has been working with the Central Intelligence Agency for a number of years, and wants out before the axe falls on the conspirators. We believed 
that the entire world should know about this plan. So we have distributed internationally 100 of these manuscripts to ask individuals at top-level positions their opinions. The consensus opinion was to distribute this to as many people as who wanted it, to the end that they would not only understand that war had been declared against them, but would be able to properly identify the true enemy to humanity. Delamer Duverus. Preface. Conspiracy theories are nothing new to history. Plots to kill Caesar and overthrow Rome abounded, for instance. However, it is seldom that concrete clues to such plots come to light and are generally known. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars An introduction programming manual was uncovered quite by accident on July 7, 1986 when an employee of Boeing Aircraft Company purchased a surplus IBM copier for scrap parts at a sale and discovered inside details of a plan hatched in the embryonic days of the Cold War, which called for control of the masses through manipulation of industry, people's pastimes, education, and political leanings. It called for a quiet revolution, putting brother against brother and diverting the public's attention from what is really going on. The document you are about to read is real. It is reprinted in its virgin form with diagrams as a touch of reality. Top Secret Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars Operations Research Technical Manual TW-SW7905.1 Welcome aboard. This publication marks the 25th anniversary of the Third World War, called the Quiet War, being conducted using subjective biological warfare, fought with silent weapons. This book contains an introductory description of this war, its strategies, and its weaponry. May 1979 Security It is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of a society. For example, the engineering of social automation systems, silent weapons, on a national or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social control and destruction of human life. For example, slavery and genocide. This manual is in itself an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny. Otherwise, it might be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. Furthermore, whenever any person or group of persons in a position of great power and without full knowledge and consent of the public uses such knowledge and methodologies for economic conquest, it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between said person or group of persons and the public. The solution of today's problems requires an approach which is ruthlessly candid, with no agonizing over religious, moral, or cultural values. You have qualified for this project because of your ability to look at human society with cold objectivity, and yet analyze and discuss your observations and conclusions with others of similar intellectual capacity without the loss of discretion or humility. Such virtues are exercised in your own best interest. Do not deviate from them. Historical Introduction 
Silent Weapon Technology has evolved from operations research, a strategic and tactical methodology developed under the military management in England during World War II. The original purpose of operations research was to study the strategic and tactical problems of air and land defense with the objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies, i.e. logistics. It was soon recognized by those in positions of power that the same methods might be useful for totally controlling a society, but better tools were necessary. Social engineering, the analysis and automation of a society, requires the correlation of great amounts of constantly changing economic information, so a high-speed computerized data processing system was necessary, which could race ahead of the society and predict when society would arrive for capitulation. Relay computers were too slow, but the electronic computer invented in 1946 by J. Presper Eckert and John W. Mockley filled the bill. The next breakthrough was the development of the simplex method of linear programming in 1947 by the mathematician George B. Danzig. Then, in 1948, the transistor, invented by J. Bardeen, W. H. Bretain, and W. Shockley, promised great expansion of the computer field by reducing space and power requirements. With these three inventions under their direction, those in positions of power strongly suspected that it was possible for them to control the whole world with the push of a button. Immediately, the Rockefeller Foundation got in on the ground floor by making a four-year grant to Harvard College, funding the Harvard Economic Research Project for the Study of the Structure of American Economy. One year later, in 1949, the United States Air Force joined in. In 1952, the grant period terminated and a high-level meeting of the elite was held to determine the next phase of social operations research. The Harvard project had been very fruitful, as is borne out by the publication of some of its results in 1953, suggesting the feasibility of economic social engineering engineered in the last half of the decade of the 1940s. The new quiet war machine stood, so to speak, in sparkling gold-plated hardware on the showroom floor by 1954. With the creation of the Mazer in 1954, the promise of unlocking unlimited sources of fusion atomic energy from the heavy hydrogen in seawater and the consequent availability of unlimited social power was a possibility only decades away. The combination was irresistible. Although the silent weapons system was nearly exposed 13 years later, the evolution of the new weapons system has never suffered any major setbacks. This volume marks the 25th anniversary of the beginning of the Quiet War. Already, this domestic war has had many victories on many fronts throughout the world. Political Introduction In 1954, it was well recognized by those in positions of authority that it was only a matter of time, only a few decades away, before the general public would be able to grasp and upset the cradle of power, for the very elements of the new silent weapon technology were as accessible for a public utopia 
as they were for providing a private utopia. The issue of primary concern, that of dominance, revolved around the subject of the energy sciences. Energy. Energy is recognized as the key to all activity on Earth. Natural science is the study of the sources and control of natural energy and social science. Theoretically, expressed as economics, is the study of the sources and control of social energy. Both are bookkeeping systems, mathematics. Therefore, mathematics is the primary energy science, and the bookkeeper can be king if the public can be kept ignorant of the methodology of the bookkeeping. All science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. The end is control. Beyond this remains only one issue. Who will be the beneficiary? In 1954, this was the issue of primary concern. Although the so-called moral issues were raised in view of the law of natural selection, it was agreed that a nation or world of people who will not use their intelligence are no better than animals who do not have intelligence. Such people are beasts of burden and stakes on the table by choice and consent. Consequently, in the interest of future world order, peace, and tranquility, it was decided to privately wage a quiet war against the American public with an ultimate objective of permanently shifting the natural and social energy, wealth, of the undisciplined and irresponsible many into the hands of the self-disciplined, responsible, and worthy few. In order to implement this objective, it was necessary to create, secure, and apply new weapons, which, as it turned out, were a class of weapons so subtle and sophisticated in their principle of operation and public appearance as to earn for themselves the name Silent Weapons. In conclusion, the objective of economic research as conducted by the magnates of capital, the bankers, and the industries of commodities, goods, and services is the establishment of an economy which is totally predictable and manipulatable. In order to achieve a totally predictable economy, the low-class elements of society must be brought under total control, must be housebroken, trained, and assigned a yoke, and long-term social duties from a very early age, before they have an opportunity to question the propriety of the matter. In order to achieve such conformity, the lower-class family unit must be disintegrated by a process of increasing preoccupation of the parents and the establishment of government-operated daycare centers for the occupationally orphaned children. The quality of education given to the lower class must be of the poorest sort, so that the moat of ignorance isolating the inferior class from the superior class is and remains incomprehensible to the inferior class. With such an initial handicap, even bright lower class individuals have little, if any, hope of extricating themselves from their assigned lot in life. This form of slavery is essential to maintain some measure of social order, peace, and tranquility for the ruling upper class. Descriptive Introduction of the Silent Weapon Everything that is expected from an ordinary weapon is expected from a silent weapon by its creators. 
but only in its own manner of functioning. It shoots situations instead of bullets propelled by data processing, instead of chemical reactions or explosions originating from bits of data, instead of grains of gunpowder from a computer, instead of a gun operated by a computer programmer, instead of a marksman under the orders of a banking magnate, instead of a military general. It makes no obvious explosive noises, causes no obvious physical or mental injuries, and does not obviously interfere with anyone's daily social life. Yet it makes an unmistakable noise, causes unmistakable physical and mental damage, and unmistakably interferes with the daily social life, i.e. unmistakable to a trained observer, one who knows what to look for. The public cannot comprehend this weapon, and therefore cannot believe that they are being attacked and subdued by a weapon. The public might instinctively feel that something is wrong, but that is because of the technical nature of the silent weapon. They cannot express their feeling in a rational way, or handle the problem with intelligence. Therefore, they do not know how to cry for help, and do not know how to associate with others to defend themselves against it. When a silent weapon is applied gradually, the public adjusts and adapts to its presence and learns to tolerate its encroachment on their lives until the pressure, psychological via economic, becomes too great and they crack up. Therefore, the silent weapon is a type of biological warfare. It attacks the vitality, options, and mobility of the individuals of a society by knowing, understanding, manipulating, and attacking their sources of natural and social energy and their physical, mental, and emotional strengths and weaknesses. Theoretical Introduction Give me control over a nation's currency, and I care not who makes its laws. Mayor Amschel Rothschild, 1743-1812 to Today's silent weapons technology is an outgrowth of a simple idea discovered succinctly expressed and effectively applied by the quoted Mr. Mayor Amschel Rothschild. Mr. Rothschild discovered the missing passive component of economic theory known as economic inductance. He, of course, did not think of his discovery in these 20th century terms, and to be sure, mathematical analysis had to wait for the second industrial revolution, the rise of the theory of mechanics and electronics, and finally, the invention of the electronic computer before it could be effectively applied in the control of the world economy. General Energy Concepts In the study of energy systems, there always appears three elementary concepts. These are potential energy, kinetic energy, and energy dissipation. And corresponding to these concepts, there are three idealized essentially pure physical counterparts called passive components. 1. In the science of physical mechanics, the phenomenon of potential energy is associated with a physical property called elasticity or stiffness and can be represented by a stretched spring. In electronic science, potential energy is stored in a capacitor instead of a spring. This property is called capacitance instead of elasticity or stiffness. 2. In the science of physical mechanics, 
the phenomenon of kinetic energy is associated with a physical property called inertia or mass and can be represented by a mass or a flywheel in motion. In electronic science, kinetic energy is stored in an inductor in a magnetic field instead of a mass. This property is called inductance instead of inertia. 3. In the science of physical mechanics, the phenomenon of energy dissipation is associated with a physical property called friction or resistance and can be represented by a dashboard or device which converts energy into heat. In electronic science, dissipation of energy is performed by an element called either a resistor or a conductor, the term resistor being the one generally used to describe a more ideal device, like a wire employed to convey electronic energy efficiently from one location to another. The property of a resistance or conductor is measured as either resistance or conductance reciprocals. In economics, these three energy concepts are associated with 1. Economic capacitance, capital, money, stock, inventory, investments in buildings and durables, etc. 2. Economic conductance, goods, production, flow coefficients. 3. Economic inductance, services, the influence of the population of industry on output. All of the mathematical theory developed in the study of one energy system, e.g. mechanics, electronics, etc., can be immediately applied in the study of any other energy system, e.g. economics. Mr. Rothschild's Energy Discovery What Mr. Rothschild had discovered was the basic principle of power, influence, and control over people as applied to economics. That principle is when you assume the appearance of power, people soon give it to you. Mr. Rothschild had discovered that currency or deposit loan accounts had the required appearance of power that could be used to induce people, inductance with people corresponding to a magnetic field, into surrendering their real wealth in exchange for a promise of greater wealth instead of real compensation. They would put up real collateral in exchange for a loan of promissory notes. Mr. Rothschild found that he could issue more notes than he had backing for, so long as he had someone's stock of gold as a persuader to show his customers. Mr. Rothschild loaned his promissory notes to individuals and to governments. These would create overconfidence. Then he would make money scarce, tighten control of the system, and collect the collateral through the obligation of contracts. The cycle was then repeated. These pressures could be used to ignite a war. Then he would control the availability of currency to determine who would win the war. That government which agreed to give him control of its economic system got his support. Collection of debts was guaranteed by economic aid to the enemy of the debtor. The profit derived from this economic methodology made Mr. Rothschild all the more able to expand his wealth. He found that the public greed would allow currency to be printed by the government order beyond the limits, inflation, of backing in precious metal or the production of goods and services, apparent capital as paper inductor. In this structure, credit, 
presented as pure element called currency, has the appearance of capital, but is in effect negative capital. Hence, it has the appearance of service, but is in fact indebtedness or debt. It is therefore an economic inductance instead of an economic capacitance, and if balanced in no other way, will be balanced by the negation of population, war, and genocide. The total goods and services represent real capital called the gross national product, and currency may be printed up to this level and still represent economic capacitance, but currency printed beyond this level is subtractive represents the introduction of economic inductance and constitutes notes of indebtedness. War is therefore the balancing of the system by killing the true creditors, the public, which we have taught to exchange true value for inflated currency and falling back on whatever is left of the resources of nature and regeneration of those resources. Mr. Rothschild had discovered that currency gave him the power to rearrange the economic structure to his own advantage, to shift economic inductance to those economic positions which would encourage the greatest economic instability and oscillation. The final key to economic control had to wait until there was sufficient data and high-speed computing equipment to keep close watch on the economic oscillations created by price shocking and excess paper energy credits, paper inductance slash inflation. Breakthrough. The aviation field provided the greatest evolution in economic engineering by the way of mathematical theory of shock testing. In this process, a projectile is fired from an airframe on the ground and the impulse of the recoil is monitored by vibration transducers connected to the airframe and wired to chart recorders. By studying the echoes or reflections of the recoil impulse in the airframe, it is possible to discover critical vibrations in the structure of the airframe which either vibrations of the engine or aeolian vibrations of the wings or a combination of the two might reinforce resulting in a resonant self-destruction of the airframe in flight as an aircraft. From the standpoint of engineering, this means that the strengths and weaknesses of the structure of the airframe in terms of vibrational energy can be discovered and manipulated. Application in Economics To use this method of airframe shock testing in economic engineering, the prices of commodities are shocked and the public consumer reaction is monitored. The resulting echoes of the economic shock are interpreted theoretically by computers and the psychoeconomic structure of the economy is thus discovered. It is by this process that partial differential and difference matrices are discovered that define the family household and make possible its evaluation as an economic industry, dissipative consumer structure. Then, the response of the household to future shocks can be predicted and manipulated, and society becomes a well-regulated animal with its reins under the control of a sophisticated computer-regulated social energy bookkeeping system. Eventually, every individual element of the structure comes under computer control through a knowledge of personal preferences, 
such knowledge guaranteed by Computer Association of Consumer Preferences, Universal Product Code, UPC, Zebra Stripe Pricing Codes on Packages, for example, with identified consumers, identified via association with the use of a credit card, and later a permanent tattooed body number invisible under normal ambient illumination. Summary. Economics is only a social extension of a natural energy system. It also has its three passive components. Because of the distribution of wealth and the lack of communication and lack of data, this field has been the last energy field for which a knowledge of these three passive components has been developed. Since energy is the key to all activity on the face of the earth, it follows that in order to attain a monopoly of energy, raw materials, goods, and services, and to establish a world system of slave labor, it is necessary to have a first-strike capability in the field of economics. In order to maintain our position, it is necessary that we have absolute first knowledge of the science of control over all economic factors and the first experience at engineering the world economy. In order to achieve such sovereignty, we must at least achieve this one end, that the public will not make either the logical or mathematical connection between economics and the other energy science, or learn to apply such knowledge. This is becoming increasingly difficult to control, because more and more businesses are making demands upon their computer programmers to create and apply mathematical models for the management of those businesses. It is only a matter of time before the new breed of private programmer slash economist will catch on to the far-reaching implications of the work begun at Harvard in 1948. The speed with which they can communicate their warning to the public will largely depend on upon how effective we have been at controlling the media subverting education, and keeping the public distracted with matters of no real importance. The Economic Model Economics, as a social energy science, has a first objective, the description of the complex way in which any given unit of resources is used to satisfy some economic want. Leon Teeth Matrix The First Objective when it is extended to get the most product from the least or limited resources, comprises that objective of general military and industrial logistics known as operations research, see simplex method of linear programming. The Harvard Economic Research Project of 1948 was an extension of World War II operations research. Its purpose was to discover the science of controlling an economy, at first the American economy, and then the world economy. It was felt that with sufficient mathematical foundation and data, it would be, be nearly as easy to predict and control the trend of an economy as to predict and control the trajectory of a projectile. Such has proven to be the case. Moreover, the economy has been transformed into a guided missile on target. The immediate aim of the Harvard project was to discover the economic structure, what forces change that structure, how the behavior of the structure can be predicted, 
and how it can be manipulated. What was needed was a well-organized knowledge of the mathematical structures and interrelationships of investment, production, distribution, and consumption. To make a short story of it all, it was discovered that an economy obeyed the same laws as electricity and that all of the mathematical theory and practical and computer know-how developed for the electronic field could be directly applied in the study of economics. This discovery was not openly declared, and its more subtle implications were and kept a closely guarded secret. For example, that in an economic model, human life is measured in dollars, and that the electrical spark generated when opening a switch connected to an active inductor is mathematically analogous to the initiation of war. The greatest hurdle which theoretical economists faced was the accurate description of the household as an industry. This is a challenge because consumer purchases are a matter of choice, which in turn is influenced by income, price, and other economic factors. This hurdle was cleared in an indirect and statistically approximate way by an application of shock testing to determine the current characteristics called current technical coefficients of a household industry. Finally, because problems in theoretical electronics can be translated very easily into problems of theoretical electronics, and the solution translated back again, it follows that only a book of language translation and concept definition needed to be written for economics. The remainder could be gotten from standard works on mathematics and electronics. This makes the publication of books on advanced economics unnecessary and greatly simplifies project security. Okay, all right. Thank you for coming along with me on that journey. That is the first 15 or so pages of Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. I'm going to keep diving into this, probably do a few parts on it. It does get a little complicated right where I left off with some diagrams and charts, so it's going to be kind of hard to do on an audio podcast, so I thought that would be the perfect place to leave it off. So you can at least see the manipulations that are going on and you can dive deeper into this along with me because that's what this is about. It's about the journey. Like I said earlier, I am on the same journey as each and every one of you just trying to figure out what's going on. And it all makes sense when you read that. I don't know. I think it goes farther back than just the Rothschilds. I think we're dealing with Babylon and I think there's a lot more of an occult element to all of this. I think we're dealing with Babylonian money magic and control that goes way, way, way back. And the Rothschilds were probably just put in place like Klaus Schwab and all the other world leaders. So we never find out who really is running the shit. So once again, I thank you all for coming along with me on the journey. If you like this episode, please leave a review, like, share, follow the Brave New World Order podcast. Like I say, I didn't start the podcast to become a social media influencer or try to go viral on TikTok. 
I really just want to talk shit into this microphone to all of you, and I hope that you all enjoy it, continue to spread the word, and help out. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. I will see you soon. Much more to come. And if you want to reach out and say what's up, you can always email me, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, reach out, DM me on there. I don't post, I'm not active, but it's a way to reach out, it's a way to connect. Follow me at Brave NWO Podcast. I will see you all soon. In the meantime, stay positive, question everything, and think for yourselves. Much love. Peace.